Welcome to the final episode of Watching Watchmen. I'm Jim Bob. And I'm Joe. And together, we are one drink in. Uh, If you guys are first time uh, listeners, welcome to the podcast. We do a, we did a bi-weekly podcast. We are doing. Uh, We're doing and and are concluding a bi-weekly podcast on HBO's Watchmen. Because HBO's Watchmen has come to an end, or at least the first season has. Likely the only season, I think, but... Possibly. Possibly. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, we, we go in depth into each episode and try to kind of help explain what's going on. Because you, I have no idea, so it, it helps when Joe explains it to me. That's right. I'm here. I've read the graphic novel. Damn, I should get to that. Um, and if you guys have uh, listened to an episode and came back, uh, why would you do that? <laughs> No, we love you guys. This is great. I'm so happy that people are listening. We've got we got some listeners out there. there. All of our drinking buddies out there. We do have some drinking buddies. Pour, pouring one out with us. That's right. Uh, the ninth episode, yep. final episode. How how uh, how poetic, you know? Like so, the the series has nine episodes, and in the comic book was kind of a. Unique and having a very uniform sort of panel distribution on each page, nine panels per page for mm. the most part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe maybe there's some parallelism there. Maybe it's unintentional, but I think it's kind of a cool uh, feature. It is cool. I do not know if that was intentional. Might have been uh, after the fact. It was supposed to be 10 episodes. Did you hear this at all? I have heard that, yeah. It was originally going to be 10 like HBO typically mm-hmm. would do. And then Damon Lindelof decided that nine was... Sufficient, sufficient, yeah. and that ten would just be kind of filler. So, I would have, I might have welcomed filler. I, I would take uh, a lube man centric episode. Certainly, yeah, some lube man centric episode. The origin story of lube man. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, episode nine. What's it called, Jimmy? It is called "See How They Fly." See how they fly when pigs fly. Uh, a reference to. It's a song by the Beatles, uh, I Am the Walrus, by John Lennon. Lennon. Yes. The I Am the Walrus, yes. Uh, so it turns out that song is kind of famous for, uh, I'm just going to read Wikipedia real quick. Although it's been reported that Lennon wrote I Am the Walrus to confuse those who tried to interpret his songs, there have nevertheless been many attempts to analyze the meaning of the lyrics. So is it possible that... We're, we're just being trolled one, here. One drink in. Reading Wikipedia so you don't have to. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, if you visit Wikipedia, it looks like they're they're going out of business. They've got, they do that every every year about this time It's getting more uh, apparent, more yeah, prominent. They need donations. Like, I don't know how they've stayed open as I, long as they have. I've been funding them for years. Have you? Single-handedly. No one donates. Thank it's just God. me. <laughs> Will someone please out there give them a goddamn penny? Yeah. <laughs> because I'm running out of money. Honestly, though, it is kind of a good thing to bring up because, like, Wikipedia is an ad-free, totally free, huge information database with, like, citations and everything. And, like, the only way, way they get money is from people's donations. So, like, I don't know. Maybe it's a good idea to keep... Things like Wikipedia Live and donate like I, that. I agree, and that's why I've been funding them with my vast thank fortune. Thank you, Joe. We all thank you. Former vast fortune. <laughs> I've given it all. Now away. it's Wikipedia's no. fortune. <laughs> uh, we open up with the movie Clapper, 
And, yes. it, and it has the, the air date of the finale. Indeed. It's very meta. Yeah, episode. And yeah, like I said, a little bit of a fourth wall break. But. A little bit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we get to see Ozzy recording his video for Redford. Indeed. And now Redford's not even returning his phone calls. What? Uh, that is he so like him. A presidency. He hasn't been returning any of my calls either. Although Redford never asked for this presidency. Didn't he? He ran. Not to Ozzy specifically. Ozzy's been planning this since 85. True. And I guess Redford won in 93, if yeah. I recall correctly. He There was rumor that he was running uh, in 85, though. Like, there's a newspaper in the comic book that references him running. I do like how, uh, what is it, um, Ozymandias refers to him as a like a cowboy actor. Like, mm-hmm. there's yeah. no chance a cowboy actor would get elected when, you know, uh, Ronald Reagan was a cowboy actor who did exactly. get elected. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love that. Uh, by the way, uh, we, we will be spoiling the episode. So if you haven't watched it, uh, leave right now and come back once you've watched it. Yes. Or we'll be waiting precisely to be 67 minutes for you to return. <laughs> and now 67 minutes of silence. <laughs> One hour of dead air. And then we uh, we see the Asian woman infiltrating the. Yes. Uh, Beyond my. The original Beyond, the OG Beyond. Yes, uh, she was wearing uh, some some glasses that looked strikingly similar. Yeah, I guess her her taste in glasses uh, is genetic because her clone. That's a constant. Yes, has the same uh, <laughs> same taste in eyewear. Which think, I mean, I think they kind of complement her face. Do you think those glasses are like? Part of the clone? Do you think that, that the clone she comes out grown? like that? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> I doubt she's, it. She's got five fingers, five Maybe toes. Maybe they're the same ones. Enormous like, glasses. Ooh. Like, like Lady True, like has like her mom's died, and she did the thing where she closes her eyes with her hands and takes her huge glasses, and, and then goes over, like, puts them goes the, to the next room where there's the like a baby, mm-hmm. like that's just cloned. Like, okay, here, mom, here are your glasses, and puts them on the baby. Do you think the baby was hooked up to an elephant for? Uh, some purpose? Uh, maybe. I She's mean, the elephant, uh, the pachyderm mom. Yeah, that's true. So. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I feel like that elephant. Well, I mean. We'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> talk about the elephant in the room from two episodes, three episodes ago. Um, I do want to point out that uh, she opens up the, you know, behind the, the big painting of Alexander the Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful painting. He's got vials of semen. Mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess they're all semen that's a lot of semen well i mean he's been on karnak a long time (laughs) alone uh but uh i like that all the vials had purple lids yes i noticed that too yeah the 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 color her uniform is purple it's Mm. very ozymandias purple makes everyone wear purple Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so yeah the color scheme in karnak is is very uh on brand for for ozymandias very much so yes uh sample two three four six yeah what do you think the significance of that number would be? Uh, it could be a lot of things. Could be a lot of things. Um, let's let's get some wild speculation. Okay, like the obvious one that like whenever you see a number like that, you think the Bible, uh, especially in a Lindelof show. All right. Like, okay. What is it? A Bible verse? Like possibly. Is it that, like I've seen Corinthians twenty three forty six or something? Uh, so one one uh, thing that I read was possible reference to Luke twenty three forty six. Ah, Luke. But that does beg the question. Yeah, did he, did people just go to every single Bible verse twenty three forty six chapter? <laughs> I wonder what if there's a Revelations twenty three forty six that might be. So I don't know how many different twenty three forty six verses there would be, but this this particular one seems a little what do you relevant. Got? 
Jesus called out with a loud voice. Oh, by the way, we uh, have spoilers for the Bible. Spoiling the Bible. So if you haven't read the entirety of the Bible, uh, how long do you think that would take him? A couple days, probably. It's a pretty quick read. It's pretty dense. Uh, I think there's the cliff notes, though, for the uh, the Bible. Hmm. Yeah. And there's the illustrated Bible for kids by Dave Gibbons, I believe. Ooh, that'd be cool. Uh, Jesus called out with a loud voice. Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. Ah, the death. Okay. The death of Christ. So very, yeah, very appropriate. And we've for got this a, a God later dying, possibly, possibly dying. multiple gods, possibly multiple gods. Mm hmm. Um, so yeah, that's a, a possibility. I would like to know what other, uh, Bible verses 2346 would state. I uh, kind of want to go down the list of some, what's, what's ones. second Kings 2346. What's, uh, off the top of my head, I believe it's have it your way, <laughs> but I could be mistaken. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's the King 20. Yeah. Okay. I get it. The <laughs> um, so yeah, possibly that, uh, any, any other guesses on what that could mean um is i don't know is there like a police code that's 2346 like i got a 2346 that's when you uh find vials of sperm behind someone <laughs> there's, there's semen pointing. everywhere <laughs> it's hideous uh 23 plus 23 is 46 so it's, oh, it's a 2346 a, a meaningless math some, thing. some meaningless math or uh how many chromosomes Oh, there's 23 pairs of chromosomes, Ooh. or uh, yeah, 23 pairs, right? So I'm asking for 46 a total, yeah. Yes. So unless that, you have a, you know, one of any chromosome disorders in which you have extra or too many. Now that one, uh, I'd like to point out, I arrived at myself. Oh, 20, really? 20, the chromosome, yeah, the chromosome thing, thing? Oh, nice. is the 23, 23, and it's kind of fitting because it's a vial full of DNA. You exactly. Know? Exactly. Um, or it's the amount of times he's jerked off into a vial. <laughs> he keeps <laughs> counting. <laughs> okay. So yeah, uh, anybody at home, if you if you have any uh, guesses as to what the significance would be, I, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> I do think it's interesting how uh, she she fa- turns to face the stat mm. or the painting of yes. Alexander the Great while she uh, inseminates herself. Um, after, you know, quoting, uh, your historical lady true. So we have like, uh, lady true's, you know, historical inspiration paired with Alexander the Great's historical inspiration. And then we find out later that from Adrian that he says, you know, I I don't know how true this is, but he says that Alexander the Great never gave himself over to women. Mm. And lady true says she'll never, you know, be a man's concubine or bend her back and be a slave. Mm -hmm. So both of them have this sort of like famous statement about them in which they sort of reject sex mm. and both Ozymandias and beyond have a child without having sex. The I thought that was kind of conception. interesting. Yeah. Kind of. Yep. I like that. Not immaculately conceiving, but uh, I like the analysis <laughs> there. Right. Uh, yeah, that was a great scene. Um, and then uh, in the, you get the transition on the painting of Alexander the Great mm-hmm. to Lady True. Ah, as she's approaching Karnak, to, right? to uh, conquerors in yes. their own right. Yeah, that, yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I can see that. Yeah, she says, fuck you, Ozymandias. So. Because why not? Because why not? He's kind of a dick. He, he could be a little nicer. Uh, then we, we see her as she's approaching Karnak, see how they fly. Written in the snow. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. 
I do. I think that her uh, she's wearing like a little. I don't know what you call it, like a neck thing goes over a scarf. It's like a scarf, but it's more like a tube it's that like you put a, your. What do they call it? A gator neck? Balaclava or whatever. I don't know. It, it kind of resembles an elephant trunk, though, because it's kind okay. of the way it sits on her face. I could kind of see that, yeah. If you look at a picture, I, I, I guess I was distracted by her visor because she's totally got this really the visor's cool more prominent. Visor. But if you look at the the little scarf, we'll call it a scarf. Sure, it's not a scarf, but we'll call it that. Uh, somewhat rem, uh, resembles a, a trunk. Huh. So, a, like, maybe this is even. Uh, also, maybe this is a stretch, but, you know, I'm always complaining about how we never see like any of her body except for her, her face. Basically, she covers everything, even her hands all the time. Bare all. Well, I mean, I think my, my first theory was that she was injured in Vietnam, mm. like burned, mm-hmm. like the famous girl who was burned. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, like, what if it's like a thematic elephant thing? Like she's got this protective layer, like elephant skin, you know, like a like a thick skin sort of idea. Could be. Could be. I don't know. It, it feels like it was not that that wasn't really developed in the show. But, you know, obviously the costuming department was like, OK, we're going to keep Lady True completely covered in all these different really cool outfits right. all the time. Yeah. I, I just wonder what the thinking is behind that because I, I feel like there's a lot of different ways it could go and could be interpreted and could mean, and she, I, I kind of wonder what their thought process. She was. seemed to wear a lot of white. This also true. possibly exclusively white. I don't know if I can recall a time where she wasn't wearing uh, her, white. The, the famous picture of lady true. The, the historical lady true mm. shows her riding a white elephant. So maybe Ooh. that uh, has something to do with it. Perhaps we do have a strong theme of the black and white. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, anything else we want to talk about with that opening scene in Ozzy's office? Oh, uh, he definitely so needs much. to change his password. Yeah. Like, also, sorry, uh, real quick. Uh, can you have a password with a space in it? Yeah. Why not? I don't know that. I don't know. It just counts as space as another character. It puts a little dot in there. So if you go change your Google password right now, uh-huh. I don't think you can include a space. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure you can. Perhaps I've just never attempted to include. Could you have all spaces? What a a password that would be. Um, It would probably be like, you need a capital letter and a number and a symbol. (laughs) Capitalize that space. (laughs) (laughs) With an exclamation point. So it probably can't be all spaces, but yeah, I think you can have a space. I don't know. In fact, so there's an XKCD comic. You ever read XKCD? I'm familiar with Uh, it. Randall Monroe, We're spoil that. who writes it, is like a genius. But he does one where he kind of demonstrates like mathematically that if you have four random simple words, each separated by a space as your password, it's easier for a human being like you or me to remember, but more difficult for an algorithm to break mm. um, than, say, some uh, an unusual word made with weird symbols and stuff, which is hard for a human to remember, but easy for an algorithm to break. How many words did you say? Four. See how they, they fly. Fly, but see those are two like an algorithm. It would have to be like random. Might be yeah. Might that nonsensical? Yeah. So like a Google autofill. If you put C, it might autocomplete like mm. how they fly, mm. and so an algorithm might be able to take advantage of, mm. of that. Sort Good of point. So no Beatles lyrics for your password, uh, unless they're from Hey Jude. Those are all fine. <laughs> Little known fact. Um. What else? Anything? Um, so I do think it's interesting. So we, we have this uh, exchange between Lady True and Adrian in, in at Karnak. Um, and it kind of rang to me that Lady, you know, so Adrian believes 
that his utopia that he tried to create with the squid and all that, mm-hmm. that's going to be his legacy, you know, but it doesn't like nobody cares. Nobody follows his no plans. Even knows nobody him, even right. realizes he's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, um, his, his legacy is kind of dead in that sense. And then lady true shows up and she is, she reveals to him that she is his legacy mm-hmm. an alternative legacy, but he, he rejects her. Like he has a real chance at having a legacy yeah. and rejects it because of his, his massive ego. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Tells her that, uh, he will never call her daughter, but he does. Boy, was his face to red. Manipulate her. His face was yellow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that's a good observation. So, like, uh, I think next is um, the scene on Europa. Uh, yeah. If we so, wanna, it, this like the beginning of this episode feels like it's an Ozymandias centric episode. Yeah. Like you know how we had the Looking Glass one, and mm-hmm. we probably did. We have an Angela one. I guess we kind of did. We had a couple Angela ones. I would yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this one feels more like an Ozymandias one. Sadly, we start, no, no Red Scare. Yeah, uh, not yet. Episode. No I would like Panda to see what, episode yet. What life at home is like for Red Scare? I, I wonder what Panda was doing in all this. He's just like at home, just watching like, American Hero Story. Yeah, uh, that's like, all anybody's doing. Squid Hail starts like crashing through his living room, and he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> he still won't release the guns. <laughs> he he still won't take off his panda mask, and maybe that protects him from the squid fall. I think it's probably got some reflectatine in there. Ooh. Um, um, yeah, maybe some eucalyptus. I think pandas enjoy that. <laughs> no, that's koalas. Ah, shit. Pandas bamboo. Eat bamboo. You're right. Yeah, you're right. The other adorable bear. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Lady True visits. She strokes his ego. That's by the way. If you want uh, to get into Karnak, all you have to do is just stroke Ozzy's ego. But you also have to be smart. Like Lady True, that entire scene totally had Ozzy's number. Mm-hmm. Like every, anything she wanted him to do, anything that she wanted him to, to think or understand, yeah. like she had She him, was like, in control. Yeah, he the was. Whole time. Yeah, for the smartest man alive, he's he's definitely backslid a little he's bit. He's definitely, yeah, not on the top of his game. Mm-mm. Yeah. That's uh, what happens when you don't clean up your Karnak in 30 years. He seems more uh, <clears throat> with it. In this scene, though, then the next time we saw him in Karnak, where uh, John visits him, that's true. And he's it's only a year later, disheveled. Um, I think that might actually it might even be a result of his would, visit with Lady I would agree True. with that. Yeah. I think that that kind of sends him into a spiral. Mm-hmm. He realizes he has a daughter, and that he has this other legacy that he didn't plan on or has no control over, and so he and, starts to lose it. And humanity still won't stop making mm-hmm. bombs and. Yeah, he's just realizing that his plan is not working out the way he was hoping. I don't know if he's just realizing. But yeah, more more so every day. Mm-hmm. So really, he should probably just change the channel and and watch some Rick and Morty or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, entertain yourself or find a, find a nice companion. Maybe leave Antarctica. Yeah, or get another Bubastis. Yeah, at the very least, get another Bubastis. He's never given himself to a woman, but do you think he's given himself to a Bubastis? I hope not. That's horrifying. Some sort of a Bubastis Ozzy hybrid that, thing out there. Speaking of Rick and Morty, that like reminds me of that episode in Fruity Land. You remember that? <laughs> I humped this rock. <laughs> I humped this tree. Jeez. Um, yeah, I think that we've covered that uh, that scene as much as we will. Uh, she reveals that she's planning on taking Doctor Manhattan's power to save the world. Yes. So. Were you at all disappointed by Lady True's plan to ask a leading question? A little bit. Yeah. 
it, yeah. it like I I like that that's the Seventh Cavalry's plan. Like that makes sense to me. I th- I was kind of hoping that Lady True's plan wouldn't be exactly the same, only better. You know, we I mean all we all we hear about her plan is is all good things. She wants to get rid of save bombs, save the world, yeah, save the world, but of end, course, end hunger and all that. Like it's all noble. Desires, yeah, right? because who's going to say that, like, I'm going to be a god and everybody's going right. to be my bitch. Right. So, yeah, you don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was going to save it for the end. But just imagine a world where Lady True was, was telling the truth. Her name is True, for God's sake. Oh, I'm sure she was telling truth. I'm sure she would get rid of all the bombs and fix the climate and all that other stuff. But she probably would have also, you know, created a dictatorship and uh, abolished the U.S. and made everything, you know, Vietnam-y. I I bet there would be a lot more elephants around. Maybe. Maybe she would have an army of sentient elephants Mm. that she created herself who would fly around and police the world because they're stronger than humans. And they're noble creatures. We should wait, write a season of Watchmen. I mean, Clearly. I think I think after listening to this podcast, HBO is going to have to be like, these guys get it. Get those guys on the phone right now. Like th- Damon's got nothing on these two. First, I say Wikipedia. Next, <laughs> HBO. <laughs> uh, so she reveals his plan or her plan. Uh, Ozzy thinks she... Only okay, so she only she thinks she came to visit him just to get a hold of Doctor Manhattan. He yes. says, "So that's why you're here. You you think I can get a hold of him on Mars, and the, like like I have a hotline, mm-hmm. which uh, a little a bust the, of Shakespeare that has a red button." Well, the funny thing is, is that he's talking about a hotline to Mars. Like that's some ridiculous and idea. She has it, but yeah. then yeah, <laughs> years later we have these phone booths that have a hotline. Maybe she got to Mars. that idea from him. I'm wondering if that's <laughs> what happened. Right? Uh, calls her. Uh, she asks for $42 billion. Billion dollars. Billion. I mean, that's a, that's a big sum of money, even if you're Ozymandias. He's, yeah. he's got plenty, but $42 billion? Well, I mean, that might be what it costs to make a giant millennium clock. It's possible. That can give you the powers of a god. Mm. So. So, he says, sample 2346, uh, I will offer you Nothing. nothing. In a, a nod to his his own history in the comic, yes, building himself up from nothing, she he challenges her to do the same, and she does. Challenge accepted, sort of. I would say she succeeded. She, I mean, yeah, she does have her own space cro- program. She does buy all well his companies. It becomes a trillionaire. Yeah, uh, yeah. Then we cut to Europa. Europa. Ozzy's uh, celebrating his birthday alone. Yes. No cake this year for him. He's got to make his own. Yeah. Out of mud, poop, who knows? Either way, I wouldn't want to eat it. Yeah. And it looks like, well, he he hasn't been interested in eating any of these cakes. It really, that's true. It seems, but this one. Not the bee's knees. No. (laughs) Right. Uh, Spaceship lands and uh, he's pretty excited to see that. Mm -hmm. Sneaks out of his little Shawshank hole. Yep. And, uh. In full Ozymandias gear. It's almost as he expected this. Yeah. Oh, he expected it. He looked at his watch and like timed it all perfectly. He knew when the ship was coming somehow. That's amazing. She mentions that the satellite's going to be uh, at Europa. What would you? In like what, five what year years. That? And 20, that was 2008. So. And she goes down to like the second mm-hmm. and he retains that information. Yeah. He, he's he's, he's no the smartest dummy. man. He's no dummy. That's impressive. I uh, I don't think I could do that. 
<laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm merely a man. I can, though. Not the world's smartest man. Uh, game Warden. I, I love the showdown between the Game Warden and... Uh, Absolutely. So we kind of like, as much as he tells everyone he's not a Republic serial villain, he's kind of put on this... He's created this this manufactured conflict on Europa in which he basically is a Republic serial villain, mm. or at least the game warden is he's a, he's a manufactured villain, which I feel like is kind of cool because in the comic, uh, he made the squid to manufacture a villain that, you know, the U S and Russia would then be focused on instead of each other. hundred percent. So in, in the same way, he, he kind of has his, you know, one of his clone Phillips is this, this Adam Phillips, we might call him. Yes. Um, uh, Put on a mask and be like, okay, your job is to make sure I don't escape. And then he's like, the game is afoot, you know? Yeah, right. Um, So I I assume you listened to the official podcast. By the way, we are are not the official Watchmen podcast. Believe it or not. I know. We're not the authority on this HBO didn't return my calls. (laughs) Uh, But But, the official one, Damon Lindelof. It is um, very good. Very good. If you haven't listened to it. After you finish this, you're allowed to go listen to the official one. <laughs> uh, but he, he mentioned that uh, everything we saw in Europa was basically just Ozzy. Like the the, the, the play that he wrote mm-hmm. wasn't just that early episode. It was the entirety of his stay mm-hmm. on Europa. Right. So everything was scripted. Uh, Crookshanks winking at him in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. That was all by all design. Part of, part of the plan. In case that didn't come through, uh, listeners... This was all part of it. He was just bored. He had eight years, I think, to kill. It's not just boredom, I think. I think he's also uh, maybe like searching for a part of himself. Part of that as well. It's uh, like the this, the court scene where they call him guilty mm-hmm. numerous times. It's like he wanted to uh, see if he felt any remorse at all for the squid attack. Yeah, it's like it's all building off that final line he has with, 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 John. with John in the comic book where he asks if... What like you, you know the right his thing. whole arc in in the show is based on that one moment asking Doctor Manhattan if it was all right in the end and he still doesn't know I guess because nothing ever ends Adrian indeed so yeah everything we've seen on Europa was basically Ozzy wanted it to happen that way none of mm. this was a surprise to him right uh, even the confrontation where he kills the, uh, the game warden. I do like, appreciate how the game warden like starts punching him in the face, similarly to how uh, Dan Dryberg did. Oh yeah. Uh, after the, uh, the incident, good, after the squid. Good point. Squid it was fall. a lot like that. Yeah. yeah. Where he just didn't fight back. He just, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and then crook, uh, sorry. Uh, the, the game warden managed to get a little bit of blood, all that for a drop of blood. Right. Yeah. Uh, catches the bullet, which is an amazing scene. And all he wants is to know that he did a good job, that he's, you know, in spite of all of this, like he was just playing a part too. And he wants to know that, you know, his master appreciated his work. That's right. But his master didn't and told him that in the instant before he died. Yeah. Uh, Was I a good adversary? No. (laughs) (laughs) But you put on a hell of a show. Put on a hell of a show. Um. 
Yeah, we finally see. So, I mean, that makes sense with the, the horseshoe where Ozzy's like, not yet. Mm-hmm. I didn't need it yet. Yeah. Now it all. So he's been playing from the beginning. Like he, he told one of the Phillips or Crookshanks or somebody like whoever's making these cakes, you're going to need to slip a horseshoe in there at one point. Right. Yeah. On the, on the last anniversary. You, you'll, you'll, you'll get it. Just <laughs> we'll, we'll go as as we. <laughs> <laughs> so he tries to cut the cake with the horseshoe. Close, but not quite. <sighs> the first episode. Idiot. So good. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of heartbreaking for Phillips Prime, Adam Phillips, whatever we're calling him. Phillips Prime, I like that. Phillips Prime. Uh, terrible existence. So he boards the ship as all the as uh, Crookshanks gives him a crown. Yes, and says Godspeed. Godspeed. Um, and a kiss on the cheek. Kind of, yeah. Still showing that, like, if you know, if he stays here, he's the god of this place. You know, mm. he he could be king as long as he wants in Utopia, but Utopia is unfulfilling. It is. So, perhaps if he had some sort of a video game console. Yeah, get him an Xbox One. What, much- is that what the kids are playing these days? A Nintendo. Switcheroo. Switcheroo. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, it's the uh, Okama Gamesphere. Okama Gamesphere. Uh, so gets on the ship and uh, yeah, we get that. He poses for his uh, being frozen and frozen and goldenite. 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 Yes. Uh, did you know that um, Alexander the Great was buried in a golden coffin that was filled with honey? I did know that. I think that's common knowledge. Damn it. <laughs> no, that is uh, fascinating. But yeah, similar. Yeah. Uh, that's how I want to go. Gold, <laughs> gold and honey, you say? Go, yeah, gold and honey, apparently. Sounds amazing. And then like it was one of those like Egyptian style where they put you in like one coffin and then a larger sarcophagus <laughs> as well. <laughs> right. They got like a nesting doll the system. Nesting doll system. Of uh, a burial. Yeah, right. Uh, so here's a question. Yeah. Adrian leaves Europa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Manhattan has already left Europa. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen to Europa? Um, I guess it depends on like how much these creatures are capable of evolving on their own. Like now they're kind of like us, I guess, like in a Nietzschean kind of sense, like God is dead. Now they have to mm-hmm. find their own meaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like maybe, you know, that's that's the challenge for them is to give their own lives meaning since they don't have some other being there to serve we come back they learn to serve each other five years later it's it's like mad max yeah just this crazy society uh so yeah the spaceship takes off he's encased in gold goldenite goldenite and then we see him arrive on earth and he's being now now yes now now uh, yeah, we we find out. Um, expli- I guess we we already knew explicitly, but yeah, Beyond finds out. Yeah, she she reveals that she figured it out that you know she's Lady True's mom. I mean, she's been again. pumped with all of Beyond's memories, or at so least yes. some. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, some. Just um, just the tragic ones. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, you might want to. You wouldn't want to save those memories for a little bit later. Although right. she is pretty like intelligent and developed for a, for a young young person right like she speaks like an adult you know she she sees into people really well i feel like like when she was talking to yeah to angela she asks like really direct right. really cutting questions she does yeah and i think she's really great at baking cookies 
I don't know. My grandmother is great at baking. I just assume all grandmother <laughs> or she's a mother, not a grand mother. It still sucks. Yeah. Mothers can bake cookies. He, she's kind of her own grandma. Did you ever watch the movie The Stupids? I yes, with Tom Arnold. <laughs> I'm my own grandpa. Spoiler alert: We're spoiling uh, we the, stupids. the stupids from probably the ni- early '90s. I would Sometime guess. Sometime in the '90s, yeah. Back when Tom Arnold was a doing a lot of ridiculous movie, yeah. Mm. But yeah, he's his own. If grandpa, you haven't watched The apparently. Stupids, pause this podcast right now. <laughs> and I think I need to rewatch The Stupids. Stay tuned. We're going to be watching the stupids. Oh, we should we, podcast the stupids. That would actually be a lot of fun. Maybe we <laughs> put that in the maybe folder. All right. Uh, so, yeah, true reveals to beyond that she's already uh, she's her mother, which she already knew because Ozzy Mandius will probably say something about it. Which <laughs> she totally yeah, called. I do like the when when you're like dealing with fictional characters who are just like crazy smart they're predicting each other's right. actions mm-hmm. uh, and like you know maybe that's not a real sign of intelligence but certainly in like a fictional work it's fun to see like super intelligent people just demonstrating that by be, being able to predict whatever the next person's going to do like this great game of chess mm-hmm. between ozzy and lady true uh so then they have him change his clothes. She didn't like his costume. Mm-hmm. His new costume has a the true logo. It has the true logo and it has an eye over it. Oh, man. That's just so it's perfect. An elephant with an, so it's like combining the She's two. She's put a lot of thought into that. It's kind Indeed. of a nice move. Mm-hmm. Thanks, daughter. It's, you know, all modernized a little bit. Sure. Sleek. And, uh, this, this just goes to show that Lady True has done nothing but good thing. Altruistic things. Altruistic. Oh my god! I mean, I'm more convinced now than ever that right. She was the the hero, and Ozzy was the villain. I do like how she uh, mentions that he spelled out the message mm. when she she talks about the, seeing the message on Europa. She mentions that he spelled it out with bodies, and like uh, he's like, "Yeah, I, I did." And it's just kind of remind like it's like Rorschach said at the end of the comic book, like what's one more body amongst the foundations. Like everything Ozymandias does is just on a pile of bodies everywhere he goes. Like he he killed all his servants to create Karnak. Yeah. He killed all the people to drop the squid. He, uh, now he killed a bunch of clones to send a message to his daughter. That's right. Uh, good thing to note. Yeah. Had, uh, beyond the original beyond not, escaped Karnak after impregnating herself, she would have been killed as well. That's true. I think all of his servants were. I th- you you think Kool-Aid. she might've known that possibly. I mean, she knew his, his password. She did. She I think everybody know knows his password at this point. Though. <laughs> Jesus. I know his password. She knew where he kept his, 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 his vials. Of, right. Of special, uh, Ozzy Ozymandias juice. juice. Yeah. His special bean juice. No, oh my white bean juice. <laughs> Uh, then we get to see uh, Mr. Newsstand. Mm-hmm. Nice, familiar location. And Yeah, similar to the comic book, our Bernie the Newsstand guy is sort of present at the ground zero yes. for the big finale. Right, yeah, in the graphic novel, uh, the Newsstand is kind of, yeah, like you said, ground zero for the squid attack. Mm-hmm. And now this is ground zero for the whatever attack we're calling this. Yeah, it's kind of like a... We get a glimpse at sort of in every man's perspective of these weird events that are going on. Yeah, right. Like we've been following these characters that are just crazy and doing all kinds of nutty stuff, like watching their grandfather's memories and stuff. Yeah. And then we just got, you know, simple Mr. News guy. Mr. News guy. Uh, just smiling. Yeah. Reading the news, but not be. believing it. And then I'm like, oh, shit. Like 
that there's there's like floating robot eggs in the sky and, and he just rolls with it. Yeah. Just laughs. And <laughs> well, unfortunately, we don't really get to see his reaction to anything. I uh, or if he even survived. Do we know if he survived the frozen squid fall? It's a good question. We don't have confirmation, um, but I would uh, I would hope you think that might be an origin story for him. That's what started. Yeah. That Maybe he become in the next season. Eggman. No, Mr. News. Mr. News. That's. I mean, that's even better. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Forget Eggman. It's dumb. Mr. <laughs> news. <laughs> With the superpower of. Knowing the news. Of knowing both sides of every news story because he reads all the different newspapers. The right and the left. <laughs> uh, I guess when, uh, yeah, we, we get that quote, uh, Ozzy sees, do we see the big... Uh, what, what do we call it? The, the centrifuge? Yeah, the what quantum centrifuge. Quantum yeah. centrifuge. Is that what he sees where he says Israel is desolate and yeah. her seed is no more? Yep. The end is nigh. So that quote, uh, I assume you looked into that? Um, I mean, I already knew that it was is from the, the Merneptah knowledge. Steel. Of course, we all know that. From, from 1208 BC. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, it's the only recorded uh, mention in Egypt of Israel. Sure, sure. Uh, recovered in the Egyptian ruins of Karnak. Yes, the the historical Karnak. Yes, not in Antarctica. Not his Antarctic hideout named after Karnak. So, uh, I wish I had some some fun tidbits, but this is all common knowledge. So, <laughs> uh. I also like how uh, Lady True's headpiece looks, that looks like a halo. You yes, know, like, I like a, that, yeah. very much like a, a medieval painting sort of halo. Big time. It's also it's an actual like traditional Vietnamese headdress. Oh, so like, like how perfect is it that, you know, where we have a story about Vietnamese characters and, oh, it turns out that the Vietnamese have a headdress that looks just mm. like something you would want to wear if you were ascending to godhood. Um, where do I get one of those? Um, it's kind of cool, isn't it? <laughs> it is kind of cool. I would like to wear a halo around all the time. <laughs> just be like, yes, my child. Just refer to everyone as your child. My, child. <laughs> my children. Um, and then he, uh, Ozzy says the end is nigh, mm. which I don't, wh- what do you think that means? I've never heard that before in my life. I've heard it one time before in the comic book. Oh, right. Walter I did read, Oh, you know what? Now, now that rings a bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Carried yeah. a sign saying the end is nigh. We might've mentioned it a few times. We had that inversion of it in episode one with the, <laughs> the end future, is, there was future is future bright. Future is bright. Right. Nothing By ever some, came of that guy. nameless, uh, sign holding man. I also really like uh, one thing that Mr. News says to Ozymandias is I, I mentioned it in our last episode, but it's I, I really think it's worth driving home that he tells Ozzy specifically that nobody cares about him. And and that like that's got to be a huge, like humiliating moment for sure. him, especially since last episode, we just heard him say that his eight million children are just, yeah. uh, you know, crying, this delusion of grandeur waiting for him yeah. to return. Yeah. Very tragic. He thinks that uh, that people think that, you know, he went to the jungle to live with like Tarzan. animals like Tarzan. Fucking Tarzan. Yeah. Uh, how uh, <laughs> how humbling. Now, Mr. News, is that uh, an American Gods? Is that one of the. Uh, there's media Mr. world. There's Mr. World. There's, there's media. media. So no Mr. News. All right. So, yeah, yeah, we could we could do Mr. News. Sure. Some, somebody could do something with that. <laughs> Mr. News. Uh, cut to, was it Dillard? No, J.C. Penny. Sorry, yes. J.C. Penny. Uh, Senator Keene, uh, senior, 
gets wheeled out. And yeah. Gives the old Cyclops. The OK sign. Symbol, yeah. We're in Oklahoma. That's, uh, That's the, true. the state. OK. OK, yeah. Do you think the outside of Oklahoma, they have a different symbol? Uh, for, for okay? Or, oh, you mean Cyclops? <laughs> different, yeah. Well, they're from New York, and they... This is true. They were in New they York. They were doing okay. it in New York. Yeah. But, no, yeah, it is uh, it is kind of a one of those neat sort of parallel coincidences that, you know, okay yeah. is Oklahoma, and it's also the symbol for, you know, the white, white supremacy. supremacist group. Yeah. Fun fact. Uh, so, uh, Senator Keene Sr., mm-hmm. he originally outlawed a mass to vigilantism yes true yes is it possible that hooded justice the original mass vigilante was just hot on their trail so mm. he is the head of cyclops and Ooh, acts that's pretty good right because he yeah he he burns down the warehouse and steals their mind control that technology pesky hooded justice where so it's his like I'm going to outlaw the no whole more thing. Masks. No more masks. Get rid of all of them. As if it was illegal prior to this, <laughs> now it is illegal to <laughs> wear a mask. And beat people and up. be a vigilante. Officially. Uh, yeah, that's actually a really good observation. Uh, because, and it's also kind of fitting that, you know, his 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 grandson, I assume, uh, Joe Keen is. Joe Keen Jr., yeah. Uh, son, son or grandson, grandson, either way. Sure, yeah. Uh, then... Turns around and, and and legalizes masks, but only for the cops. Right. Uh, it, sort of like, you know, the, the idea of taking away their guns and, and having the cops only have guns. Yeah. Which is ironic because that's exactly what the white supremacists complain about is like taking their guns away. Yeah. You know, the, they're on that sort of end of the political spectrum where, where <laughs> right. that's their concern. But it's exactly what they do to others. Yes. Um. And then look. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we, we see looking glasses uh, in there. We mm-hmm. see. What does he say? Don't look at me. Mm-hmm. Tells Lori not to look at him. And she says, mirror guy. <laughs> Real loud. <laughs> it's looking glass. <laughs> it's Rorschach now. Um, and how cool is it that we see looking glass wearing a Rorschach mask? Oh, yeah. That he's, so it kind of shows that he's changed. He's maybe become more like Rorschach. Hmm. Uh, and that he's he's no longer ref- shutting everyone out, reflecting everyone. Yeah. He's now infiltrated to try and help them. And he also has seen the truth of the squid attack like Rorschach. He's Oh, yeah. Good call. Uh, he, he's kind of opened up a little bit to that. I uh, I'm a little bummed that the season has ended and we never got to witness what went on in uh, Looking Glass's bunker where he fought off several armed uh, seven cavalry members. But I mean, I think we can infer... I'm not saying he's not capable of it. I just would have liked to witness. I think we can infer that like being like the doomsday prepper kind of guy he is totally that it basically would have been an action scene, like a shootout. Right. And or home alone style, which we've talked about (laughs) with lots of paint buckets and heated (laughs) doorknobs. One of the guys steps through a door and gets like a bunch of reflected teen stuck to his face (laughs) instead of saran wrap. (laughs) Man, we could have a lot of fun with this. Uh, but yeah, I would have liked to uh, witness that that scene. <laughs> Looking glass sees him show up and he just slaps his face and he goes, ah! <laughs> uh, where were we? We're in the JCPenney. So uh, then, uh, yeah, Joe Keen gets a, a phone call that things aren't going well. Angela came out with guns a blazing mm-hmm. and uh, he's telling him to just shoot him, teleport him now. And then 
We get the teleportation. Yes. Yeah. A um, little before that, though, he's he's given his speech to the white supremacists as he's undressing. Yes. And uh, I, I thought it was interesting that he mentions um, uh, Ozymandias having released his, his monster on the world. Isn't that after John's teleported in there? Am I wrong? Whatever. It's fine. Is it? I don't know. I, I, now fine. I can't remember. We're, I think you, you might be right, actually. It's okay. Because, it, yeah, I think John is in it's, there. Yeah. Go ahead. But uh, he, he mentions that... Um, it's not the squid that's the monster that Ozymandias released, even though he knows the truth of that hoax. Mm. He's like, that's not the real problem. The real problem is that he brought us, he got us Robert Redford. Right. Uh, that, you know, that's, uh, and he claims that he's Adrian's puppet president. Yes. Even though Adrian, he, he's, he's not, not returning, returning his, his calls. calls. Yeah, yeah, good call. Yeah. <laughs> and he also reveals that uh, the bars of the cage are designed to make a, uh, Dr. Manhattan's brain jump around in time, which like I didn't pick up on the first time I saw the episode, but it makes a lot more sense now. Sure. Like why randomly, why he can't really do anything because he doesn't know when he is. And then he keeps mentioning things that he's already said, Mm -hmm. which we've read in the graphic novel. He's got several different quotes from the source material. Uh, Yeah. So cut to Angela trying to find John. She's at the uh, Ebar household where he was just teleported Mm -hmm. from. And she's interrogating this uh, 7th Cavalry member. Yeah, breaking his fingers. Not giving up the location, uh, but you break enough fingers and she gets the location. And like she says, she's going to start working on his teeth after that. So it's yeah. like, uh, like totally worse. You know, stuff I'm glad they didn't show on TV because right. it's horrible. <laughs> right. And then, uh, yeah, so cut back to Joe Keen Jr., Given his speech as he's undressing. Ah, now's that part. Yeah. So everything I just said ago, about right. that, yep. pretend I'm saying it now. Yeah, we'll just edit it. It's fine. 34 years ago, Adrian unleashed the monster. Redford. Mm. Yeah, like you said. we. Uh, hey, I just said that. You'd think that the monster would be the squid, but yeah, he's talking about Redford. Mm-hmm. Took our guns and uh, made, made white people feel bad. Yes. For all that stuff they did. <laughs> Uh, sorry, you feel bad, white people. <laughs> and then uh, that's, that's rough being blamed for right. all these terrible Senator things. Senator Keene, uh, as he's running for president, it's, it's tough being him. <laughs> as he's running for God, really. Yeah, right. Uh, but I love that scene where he's talking about uh, how Mike was teleported. He's like, and, and Mike ended up in Gila Flats. What happened, Mike? Got, got teleported. teleported. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's still hanging out there. Um. Yeah, and then that Lori mentions that it's a thermodynamic miracle. Indeed. So yeah, her connection to John, you know, I, I feel like Lori's kind of uh, forced to suppress a lot of emotion in this scene. You know, she's like, very excited to see John again, or kind of sad to see John, like because you know he th- this whole thing is like designed to kill him. And I mean, yes, yes, certainly sad for uh, him being in a cage and such, but. Mm-hmm. But I think she, she also she I think she picks up that he knew this was going to happen. This is like somehow part of what he's doing because she knows how his mind works. How long were they together? Quite some time. Yeah? Several years. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of years, actually. They were together. I want to say 15 years, but she, I could be wrong. Yeah, it could be because she was like 16. She was when young they met. when they first met. Yeah. And then I think she's in her 30s when uh, when they break up. And Angela was only with him for 10 years. So I guess technically. Ooh. Laura, oh. I want to see that cat fight. No, I don't. Uh, Yeah, so basically Judd, uh, or sorry, Joe Keen giving his villain speech, he just gives a lot of answers to... 
yeah, it's, what it's, was going it's on. Exposition, a lot of exposition. Yeah. Judd and Jane made friends with Angela to because yeah, after Mike was teleported, they realized, oh my gosh, we it's might have Dr. a Doctor Manhattan. Manhattan in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like how he brought the only reason he really brought Lori to Tulsa was was to, to put this in her face. Yeah, right. Just to how mess messed with her. up is that? He's pretty terrible. Yeah, no, no sympathy for for Joaquin. Jesus. <laughs> and then he's wearing those undies. Where do you even find those? They're probably custom made. I've no, I've looked. Oh, you can find. I've them. looked and I can't find them. So I would well, like yeah, to know. He probably had them made custom. All right. Well, give me give me his tailor. I don't know his tailor. You think she's local? Can I? It's probably a white supremacist. Listeners at home, if you know where I can get some Dr. Manhattan undies, I'd be very interested. I bet you there's a pattern for it online. Ask some, for a friend. Maybe on Etsy. Somebody's like, I, I've made Dr. Manhattan Speedo on Etsy. He can have it if you want. Uh, I'm going to look. I'm going to look. <laughs> uh, I, uh, so it's, it's interesting that uh, so the 7th Cavalry has like their hideout in a, in a fake church in yeah. JCPenney. Mm-hmm. In the first episode, we see the Bass Rees film. With the the fake church and all the the people coming out of there, mm-hmm. just a nice little tie in. That we start yeah, framing with the device. fake church and then uh, end totally with the fake church. And the yeah, the whole um, you know white supremacists sort of uh, under like justifying themselves with religion. Yes, uh, it, because they they do all their stuff sort of from a church yep. or a set of a church, and so they make it seem like you know we've got God on our side and. <laughs> They uh, talk like that in Oklahoma. <laughs> I assume they do. <laughs> I reckon. Looking Glass kind of does. Uh, he does. He does. No no uh, apologies to anyone in Oklahoma. Apologies to everyone. <laughs> uh, Angela shows up. Mm. And she tells, basically, she, she warns Joe, hey, don't do this. Yeah, La- Lady, Lady True Lady knows that you're going to do this. Yeah. So clearly, this is what she wants. This isn't going to end well for you. And he, what he calls her a black bitch. That is not nice. Joking. In case you weren't sure that he was racist. Yeah. Yeah. So any sympathy you may have had for, for Joe Keen. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, it goes out the window there. Unless you yourself happen to be a, a racist or a white supremacist, which. Certainly. Uh, uh, yeah. Then you, you might actually sympathize with Joe Keen in, in this show. I in which know. case, uh, find a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so she shows up and she says that, yeah, basically what's happening. True is pulling the strings because she's the smartest woman. Alive. And it, it, it seems like she points out that the batteries all have True's logo. And it's like <laughs> kind of obvious joking at this point. Right. He's like, well, we stole them. And she's like, well, she allowed you to steal them clearly because this is part of her plan. Like as long as you've been doing your plan, she's been planning longer. Right. And that's absolutely true. That's exactly true. So then, yeah, joking gets into his. Pod, pod, we'll call it a pod. Whatever that little, yeah, his chamber. Chamber. We we'll go with chamber. I like chamber. Yeah. And they flip a switch, and <laughs> there's a. They all teleport. Some, some weird blue. There's an explosion or something. Explosion, something. And yeah, so they're all looking um, glass throws up. Yeah, the and their ears are ringing, and like Lori is knocked over, but they're all in Greenwood now, no longer in J.C. Penny. It even moved the church set. Yeah, right. Um, with all, all those people, everybody yeah. just uh, right there. Lori transports over there, uh, still bound in the chair, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. And then Ozymandias, uh, you know, says hi. Says hi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he calls her Miss Juice. 
Bezik. He's Bezik, yeah. He's Bezik. He, he pronounces it he knows. closer to the original Polish. Yeah. yeah. Juicy Juice? Juice, juice Pezik. Juice Pezik. Juice Pezik. Or so in, in PDPedia, she says a Juice Pezik. Uh, juice like juice? Yeah. Or, uh, Pez like the candy. And and ick like what girls say to you when you try to talk to them or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Lori. She's funny. She should be a comedian. A comedian. Uh, yeah. So they teleport to the, the main town square. In Greenwood. And then, uh, yeah, I love when True... Uh, is talking to everybody and she's she's asking where where Joe Keen is and she does some sort of a, like a kind of hillbilly impression. Mm-hmm. He's like he's not going to want to miss this. <laughs> <laughs> Opens it up and then just uh some some goo, some human some... keen juice. <laughs> keen juice. That's keen good. smoothie. That's really that's good. Uh and then True addresses the senior leadership of Cyclops. Indeed, yeah. She's very theatrical about everything that she does. You know, she comes up, does like a slow clap. In true Ozymandias fashion. Exactly, yeah. yeah. She's she's definitely... Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Indeed. Um, And so, yeah, uh, I do like... She she gets right in the middle of the speech, a speech written by Will Reeves, Mm because this is... uh, As she tells Angela, this is her fulfilling... Uh, the deal she made with with Will Reeves. So at least she is a person of her word. She's she a person of her words, yeah. and it's she mentions that it's the same site as the Greenwood Massacre. Mm-hmm. How appropriate! Yes, um, but then Jane interrupts and is just is like just do it, Jane. which reminded me a lot of Rorschach at the end of the comic. He's like just do it, do just it. yeah, just kill me already, right? You know, if if it's inevitable, if we're all going to die here. She's like, okay. And she points all the lasers at them. And just like Rorschach, <laughs> turns them they to all dust. get obliterated. Uh, so then, yeah, they get... Uh, and then, and after they get turned to dust, then Dr. Manhattan sticks his finger in the, the human keen juice <laughs> and uh, ends up transporting Ozymandias, Laurie Blake, and Looking Glass Yeah, he bamps them all to Karnak. And Looking Glass throws up again. Throws up again. I, do, I didn't notice how... Lori no longer throws up when being teleported. Oh, it's, she did in the it's comic book. Funny but, that, yeah, maybe she's built up a tolerance. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, well, this time she gets teleported twice and she doesn't throw up either time. Doesn't throw up, but she's still bound in the chair. <laughs> it, was she still in bound in the chair? Oh, still, I yeah. missed that. That's yeah, funny. Yeah, I okay. thought it was hilarious. Uh, so yeah, Lori, uh, and then Angela is asking John, uh, "You sent them somewhere to help. Why didn't you send me?" Mm-hmm. I do like how Lady True freaks out at this point like she's like asking where where did he you send them him? yeah and, and and it's she says she doesn't need an audience but she's clearly, clearly like pissed she, off yeah, like exactly. she wanted an audience yeah, for right. her ascension yeah of course yeah she wanted uh ozzy to see this and angela says why not me and dr manhattan says i did not i don't want to be alone when i die yeah uh how about that which kind of uh goes back to the graphic novel when he initially uh, becomes Doctor Manhattan. He's he in was the, alone. He yeah. was alone because Janie, Janie had to, couldn't be with him. Because yeah, she could have been in danger if she would have stayed. So she ran away hiding, and he was all. Alone. Well, she just didn't want to watch. She didn't want to. She didn't want to see what was going to happen to John. Uh, unlike Angela, who actually sticks by him. She likes in watching the worst. people get obliterated. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's interesting. I just think it's like Angela's finally like the real one for him. That's why know? he loves her. Yeah, yeah, and, and why he. You know, Janie wouldn't stay with him when he was about to die. So why stay with her when he becomes a god? Yeah, Janie. I hope you get cancer and die. God. (laughs) (laughs) 
That, that happened in the graphic novel, by the way. Um, I don't know if that makes my comment any uh, less. Yeah, how worse. dare you wish death upon an? Uh, I obviously, I'm, I'm kidding. I've had a drink. Just cut to Karnak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we got Adrian, Looking Glass, and Laurie Blake, the A team mm-hmm. in Karnak. And Laurie says, "Why did he send us here to and save Ozzie, the day? To save the day? Like Ozzy's in like." Uh, territory he he's familiar with all of a sudden he's like right. oh I've got a problem to solve and I'm a genius and I have technology and I can do it with a most worthy adversary yes that's great uh, yeah I do like how sort of Ozzy is kind of fulfilled at this moment yeah and I I what are, things I love about how he goes through all this 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 whole process and explains to them you know that she's performing an act of literal hubris becoming a god and 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 anybody who wants the power of a god should be stopped at all costs yes um. I, I really like that because it's like this, you know, we have Ozzy who is defined by two things, his intelligence and his arrogance. Mm-hmm. And this is him like sort of uh, not necessarily getting over, but at least uh, recognizing uh, the limits of his narcissism and seeing it in somebody else and, and understanding what it means to be a narcissist and why you have to stop a narcissist from, right. from yeah. becoming a god. Pot calling the kettle black. Yeah. But I, I love that uh, he, he says... Opus esse uno, unum cognoscendi. Yes. Takes, takes one to know one. one. Yep. And of course he says it in Latin. Yeah. I assume that's Latin. Uh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like you could just, I don't even know if that's originally a Latin Probably expression. not. I'm sure that they went through a lot of trouble to tr- <laughs> translate that to Latin. But yeah, he's, uh, you know what, I'll just say like random, like we should start doing that. Find random distinctly american in terms of phrase uh, yeah when in, when in rome say it in <laughs> and latin. say it in latin just to sound smarter than you are cool beans <laughs> in latin uh <laughs> listeners at home if you know what cool beans in latin is i would love to hear that Coolus binus <laughs> i doubt it go. that's probably not it i know it in pig latin mm-hmm. Ooh, cool enus okay Eans Bay. You don't even know Pig Latin. I I, uh, I dabble in Pig Latin. I'm not, I'm not fluent. <laughs> you ignoramus. <laughs> you got me. What does he call Looking Glass? Like an inbred hayseed or something? Uh, uh, yeah, something in yeah, hayseed. I think you nailed it. It's not inbred. I don't. Well, whatever. It's something hayseed, but yes. Uh, where were we? So now, like. They're they're doing that whole thing. We missed the part where uh, Angela in Doctor Manhattan. She's kind of yeah asking Cal where he is because he's kind of spewing out different quotes from the graphic mm-hmm. novel. And he tells her that he's in every moment that they were together all at, all once. at once. God, that's beautiful. And it's pretty sad too. And then he fi- when he finally like his powers are sucked away. He's there in his human form as he dies. With respect like, to so Cal. He yeah. kind of like fully achieves that return to humanity in the act of dying, mm. which you know, is like full circle from the comic book, like diverging from humanity and yeah. now coming straight back. And the last thing he says is, I love you, Angela. Mm-hmm. So after telling her not to touch the light, whatever that means. Yeah, I don't I still don't know what that means exactly. Clue but for season two, maybe. Perhaps. I don't, I don't know. It seems like Lindelof kind of tied off everything he wanted to. But who knows? Uh, but it, where was I going with this? Dr. Manhattan. Angela. Oh, so if you would have told me that the HBO series of Watchmen was ultimately a love story about Dr. Manhattan, I would have laughed at you. I would have been like, that's absurd. Dr. Manhattan, a love story? 
Well, why not though? Because he has loves he has a love story in the comic book. He too. does, but uh, you know where we last see him, he's mm-hmm. saying peace out to humanity. I don't want anything. You know, I'm mm-hmm. tired of being tied up with the yeah. tangle of the lives. So it's just it's hilarious. That- I think it's it's kind of amazing because like, uh, so if like if you look at it from the perspective of John is you know an omnipotent future knowing uh, godlike being. Mm-hmm. Uh, who has basically nothing else that's worthwhile to, to sort of fulfill his, his existence. But love is the one thing he can't just like manufacture for himself. It's the, the one thing that makes his existence worthwhile. Beautiful. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I no, think that it's it like kind of the perfect response. Yeah. It's amazing. I just, it, it does seem kind of laughable uh, from like a you know, mm-hmm. bird's eye view. A totally. Lo- you know, yeah. Love story of Dr. Mahem just kind of made me laugh. But no, they, they they pulled it off, and I was totally involved. And then where where were we? So now uh, we have like Adrian back at Karnak. Yeah, yes. dropping frozen squid on, uh, on yeah. Greenwood. It's pretty uh, amazing. So Looking Glass mm-hmm. of all people is here. Yeah, uh, he he of all people has probably been uh, that we've we've w- new characters in the show. He's mm-hmm. been uh, affected by the squid attack more than anybody. Mm-hmm. He was a, he was at ground zero, right? Yeah. And his whole life was based on that because moment. of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And now he's witnessing the man behind it. Mm-hmm. It's just and he he's he's having to reconcile. Like Lori knew about this. Lori the whole knew. Time. Did the whole FBI know? Right. Like who all know? Like he 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 feels like the world has played a joke on him. Like totally. is everybody in on it? Like mm-hmm. this is all just a this really was just a prank. Like here's where you made this monster that. You made us think was coming to kill us from another dimension. Right. And as he's trying to like call Ozzy on it, Ozzy's like, you know what? Quiet. I'm trying to save the world again. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Lori said, uh, oh, so yeah, Ozzy's preparing the frozen squid attack. Mm -hmm. Pretty ingenious. And Lori, the first thing she says, do you really think you can save John? He's like, no, John, pretty John's sure John's already probably dead. already dead. But the centrifuge is going to need a minute to heat up. So, but man, it's just like Lori cares so much about John. It's just, well, of course. Yeah. And, and Ozymandias really doesn't. <laughs> Ozzy doesn't care about anybody but himself and apparently humanity. Well, I think his caring about humanity is for the sake of caring about himself. I, I would know? agree with that. Yeah. Uh, he, he is able to see that. His daughter's narcissism is a problem that needs to be stopped. And she, he witnesses like it in her, but mm-hmm. not in himself. Well, is, I think he. it's also important that she's willing to go the step that he isn't. Like she wants to become Dr. Manhattan mm. when Ozzy probably considered that possibility at some have, point. Right. But yeah. decided that, like, maybe that's not where he, he should go. Like maybe, you know, learning about Dr. Manhattan firsthand because he's, he's met him. He's talked with him. He has this relationship with him. He kind of understands that that's not what he wants or maybe that that's not the best way to fulfill his ends. Or maybe that's a step too far into narcissism. Uh, and so he, you know, has to stop his daughter from doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes you wonder where that was on his plan. We, we saw plan a mm-hmm. uh, for amnesia plan mm-hmm. B for bomb. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many plans he had plan, plan G C for, for God cat uh, D, D for deity. I guess he could have just gone D for deity. Yeah. Yeah. G for God. A lot, a lot of them. Yeah. J for Jesus. Z for zebra. <laughs> <laughs> One of them, he was a zebra for some reason. Uh, so yeah, he starts raining down the squid. Um, and, uh, you know, blasting Tulsa. 
They they call Angela because they can do that and tell her to take cover. Apparently, yes. Um, and then yeah, so Lady True uh, gets a hole in her hand. Uh, you know, as she's she's touched by you know this this event, this you know clash of gods, basically. Mm. Um, and I think it's kind of interesting how like as it's falling and it's destroying her machine and it winds up killing her that. The, the 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 squid are Adrian's legacy, mm. and he's using them to destroy Lady True, who's also his legacy. So at the end of it, he really just has no legacy. To no speak legacy, of. yeah. Oof! Shot himself in the foot there. <laughs> Indeed. Um, lost my place. Go say something. Fill in some time. Uh, so like in addition to. Um, the the stigmata wound that she receives. There's like the crucifix in the background. Totally, you see yeah. get destroyed. Yeah, you got the kind nice of like imagery a, a death of God fake kind church. of thing. Yeah, yeah, right. Again, very kind of Nietzschean. Very Nietzschean. Uh, and then yeah, we uh, Angela grabs the case and runs to the Dreamland Theater. Yeah, Beyond comes to Angela, uh, tells her to get to safety. And so Beyond takes shelter herself in the in the phone booth so is this kind of like the, this episode while it's the end of season one feels like an origin story for a lot of other characters you know yeah we got mr news mr news we totally going to be coming beyond back. beyond who could totally uh you know start this process over again like imagine clone beyond goes to karnak gets another vial of ozymandias and shoots herself up gets oh, creates an, uh, another lady true <laughs> Who creates another clone of Beyond Mind? Just in her in her DNA to go to Karnak and impregnate herself. (laughs) She can't help it. Isn't that like salmon? Like, or they spawn? They they go. I don't know. Swim upstream. It's like a a, yeah, like nature. It's just programmed into you. So yeah, she's in every reality. She goes to Karnak, and (laughs) and that's the she. She needs the smartest baby possible, so she needs to get the smartest swimmers possible. This is true. Next try is going to be sample 2347. <laughs> it makes you wonder how many samples he has. At least 2,346. Do you think had he given himself to a woman, there would be fewer samples? <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> I guess so. Or maybe there wouldn't be any. I think Ozzy just needs a companion. I think he needs Bubastis. But no companion will do because nobody can measure up to him in his estimation. So suppose he clones uh, himself. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. He just, well, I don't think that would work either because then he, he's going to be constantly trying to outdo himself. He'll just wind up driving himself crazy. Crazier. That's true. You're right. We'll figure this out. Anyway. Uh, so Beyond. Uh, it's interesting that Beyond in clone form is uh, so helpful. Mm-hmm. And just, she seems like an overall well, great person. There's no... Um, there's no reason to have hostility against Angela, even for Lady True. Like when Lady True sees Angela show up, she's like, oh, I wasn't expecting you like here, you know. Yeah. Do you think she really wasn't expecting her? Probably. I mean, she said so. It just seems like she's. Why would she lie at that point? Why would she? But also she seems like, she, I don't know, I, maybe I give her too much credit. It's like you can enjoy the show. I'm going to become a god. So, yeah, I just feel like she has everything planned out. So anytime she's surprised by something, I'm like, really? You didn't see that coming? Yeah, she well, see, she she's not Doctor Manhattan. She she's not Doctor Manhattan. Right. This is true, uh, but it, it, I I do think it's interesting that I mean the only thing we saw of uh, original Beyond, mm-hmm. she is kind of an angry person shooting herself up with some some semen. Yep. Uh, but this Beyond is is super helpful. She's like talking to Angela. 
uh, telling her to get to safety. She answers the phone. She's like, oh, it's the phone calls for you. She just seems like an overall nice person. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, she uh, as a kid, she might be a super nice person. Who knows? But and then she gets into her 30s and she becomes cynical. And she's like, what's the that's point not of like this? everybody. I've just ever a human journey. <laughs> Stay young forever beyond. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, the Manhattan phone rings, which I don't know how that's possible, but. Well, Ozzy can hack into it with his 1980s computer. Just as type, in, some type in his pants. You got to untie the Gordian knot first. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, so the Gordian knot. Mm-hmm. What do you know about the Gordian yeah, knot? Yeah. Do we want to talk about, I guess, I for our should... listeners who aren't familiar with, with Greek legends. I'm super familiar with go, go, all go sorts for of knots. Yeah. I'm actually. An Eagle Scout. Oh, little you know, I, I know quite a bit of oh knots. You have your own origin story. There, there was no merit badge for the Gordian knot, uh, but you know, I can tie a, a square knot. Cool. And a, you still remember all your knots? Some sort of a shank, a new. I could tie a noose. Oh, oh well, that's, <laughs> that's very, very thematically <laughs> appropriate, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. We're going to edit that out, too. <laughs> nope, you said it. It's on the Internet forever. Uh, I, I said a goose. I can tie a goose knot. If you've never heard of it, you guys are clearly not Eagle Scouts. Go ahead. <laughs> what were you saying, Jimmy? Uh, about the Gordian knot. Uh, did, yes. Yeah. So the story, I mean, I don't I know like very, very. I, yeah, I know the broad strokes that like. Um, basically a knot that's untieable. Yeah, so they're, well, un- untieable. Like there's this, it's kind of a, like a philosophical sort of thought challenge among the ancient Greeks. And this is like a, a Greek legend mm. where they, they tie this knot that supposedly cannot be untied. Because, yes. you know, logically you would think about it, if you can tie a rope in a certain configuration like a knot, there has to be a way to untie. You sure. just reverse all your steps or whatever. Sort of like you can't twist a Rubik's Cube into a configuration that isn't solvable. Unless you peel the stickers off. But yeah, go ahead. Exactly. Yes. Um. So, you know, the, this thought experiment is that, you know, what if we have this knot that can't be untied? And so Alexander the Great um, comes along and in what Ozymandias sees as an example of thinking outside the box, of, of exercising lateral thinking, um, instead of untying the knot, simply cuts it with a sword. And so that was uh, sort of a, an outside the box problem solving way, which you might say looked like a cheat. Or an obvious solution to yeah the so uh, it's or ignoring sort of the rules okay. of the challenge as as put forth but i think uh adrian veit sees it as um a, a an approach to problem solving that he he tries to adopt himself Just, that, that that it's an admirable way to do it so you know it's it's another one of those things that a lot like stuff about adrian veit's character it's something you can argue about like is he was adrian veit right to drop the squid on new york and save humanity that way. Similarly, is uh, Alexander the Great right in chopping the knot instead of uh, trying to untie it? You mm. know, sp- you know, finding the solution the the traditional way versus the outside the box way. So, I I would uh, I would cut the knot. That would yeah. have been my first instinct before anybody even gave me the instructions. See, and I would probably doesn't, cut the knot. Is, isn't that the fact that that's your first instinct? Doesn't that kind of like throw a wrench into Ozymandias's thinking on the subject? Because he thinks that Alexander the Great was a genius for cutting the knot. Right. But you and I are like, well, well that duh. doesn't show you're a genius. It shows that you're a cheater. You're cheating. Yeah, exactly. It is. Yeah. Agreed. So it's, it's definitely one of those things that, you know, from Ozzy's perspective, things aren't quite, you know, like like he sees dropping the squid as, as, you know, inarguably saving humanity. Do you think Ozzy was also a fan of King Solomon, 
who famously cut a baby in half. He didn't actually cut the baby in half. No, no, no I think I think this is in the Bible. He threatened to he cut the baby cut in the half. baby in half. Uh, blood was everywhere. Uh, he <laughs> drank the blood. And I think he got eternal life, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're confusing some stories. <laughs> uh, you know what? Maybe I need to read the Bible again. <laughs> uh, next podcast, uh, <laughs> watching the Bible. <laughs> where, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> so we're just about uh, at the scene where Angela enters the Dreamland Theater to have her heart-to-heart talk with Will Reeves. And it's kind of a nice end cap for the season because, like, even though it's not quite the end cap, it's, uh, you know, parallels when uh, Will was first, you know, the beginning of the show is Will in the theater. So before, so before that, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we see the squid fall and it's just destroying her uh, uh, centrifuge, mm-hmm. whatever that. Yeah. Uh, and she looks up and she sees that her plans are going to fall apart. And she says, motherfucker in Vietnamese. Oh, yeah. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh Kind kind of appropriate because uh, Ozzy's her father, so motherfucker. <laughs> he didn't necessarily fuck her in the traditional sense. There was sense, no fucking, yeah. But uh, she did say fuck you, Ozzy Mandius. She did say fuck you, Ozzy Mandius. And it's also exactly what Angela said every time Dr. Manhattan teleported motherfucker. in the last episode. Uh, but yes, and then, yeah, so then Angela takes cover, runs into the Dreamland Theater. And she enters and sees uh, Will Reeves yep. and the kids sleeping on stage. Yes. And he says that they uh, got the wind knocked, got the out, wind of knocked yeah. out of them and they've been sleeping for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And at that point, if I'm Angela, I'd be concerned that my children were dead. Uh, I wouldn't because Angela's been teleported before. She knows how Dr. Manhattan's powers work. Yes, but she didn't go into a coma. Well, they're not in a coma. They're asleep. It's the middle of the night. We don't know. Okay, fine. It is the middle of the night. I'll give you that. (laughs) I was just concerned. I would would be worried. I would check their pulse at least. Angela has been with Dr. Manhattan. Will Reeves hasn't had a child. He he hasn't cared for a child since Marcus. It's not that hard. In the... All you parents, I don't know what you're whining about. Things have changed since the 40s, Jimmy. So yeah, they they the guys don't worry. They're not, they're not dead. We do find out later they walk out of the theater. With them. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure there were some audience members like, oh, the kids are probably dead. Are they dead? Did he kill them? But no. So Angela and Will have a heart to heart. Yeah, Will reveals it was Doctor Manhattan's idea. Yes. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, even his 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 bargain with Lady True, mm. which was uh, he's not he's not sorry that she's gone, yeah. but he is sorry yeah. that Doctor Manhattan's yeah. gone. Uh, but yeah, it was necessary. You know, Will kind of comes out of this pretty good because he got rid of Cyclops. Yep. Uh, After all these he years. met with his granddaughter, um, got her away from the God man. I don't Do- know. Dr. Manhattan. I, yeah, yeah. Maybe he might not have approved of their relationship or something, but as a, as a, as a grandfather. Yeah. Maybe he would be pretty particular about who his granddaughter dates. I don't know. John seemed like a nice guy to me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, and then, you know, they have the, the famous, like, wounds need air. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like, I don't know if you want to say something on that, but, like, I feel like there's not a whole lot of explanation necessary on, on no, that. No, it's like a really beautiful way to express the the main point of the show. Right, exactly. Yeah, it just kind of basically explains the theme of the show there. You can't heal under a mask. And that's, you know, Angela's wearing the mask, too. Mm-hmm. Goes back to that uh, the trauma, like oh. she 
She, we, we talked about the parallels between Angela and Hooded Justice. Mm-hmm. And Angela, having never even met her grandfather, followed a very similar path. Absolutely. It's like it was just a, that inherited sort inherited of the trauma. legacy, right? And now we see uh, Topher when she brings them all to the bait cave. Hundred percent. Yes. Sees Angela's costume and it dawns on him. And Angela, there's this nice shot where Angela is looking at Topher and Topher's looking at her. And just like in previous episodes, you, you kind of sense that they have this sort of understanding with each other. Yeah. Like Topher and Angela are kind of the same in a lot of ways. Seems that and, way. And they know that. that yeah. They, sort of they, they have are, a special relationship. Yeah. Kindred the other kids, it's like they're obviously second they're pretty, string. They're young. They're still kids. I think yeah. Topher had Topher's to grow her up favorite. Pretty, pretty fast. Yeah. Um, so uh, if we call back to uh, uh, Will Reeves' son, Marcus, mm-hmm. saw Will's costume of Hooded Justice and at one point was trying to put the costume on. How funny would it be if Topher is putting on a nun costume <laughs> and Angela's very upset about this? <laughs> but, but like she might have all kinds of reasons to be upset. Like you, you shouldn't be dressing up as a nun or a superhero or I, I don't even know. Like how many other layers can we can we pile onto the, the inappropriateness of that? Right. <laughs> um. But yeah, so before that, though, going back to the scene with her and Will, mm-hmm. I guess, did we cover that? Yeah. He, I mean, you if you have something to say. Nah, I mean, just uh, he he saw Bass Reeves. So the last time he was in that theater was, mm-hmm. what did he say, like 100 years ago? Almost, yeah. Jesus. Yep. And uh, he saw Bass Reeves up there and that inspired him, basically inspired him to do almost everything he did. Right. But realized that, yeah, you, there's a reason why Bass Reeves was wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. So he, he adopted the same thing. But he found out that, you know, the, the trauma you, only kind of festers under the mask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He thought it was anger, but it was actually fear and hurt. Yeah. Which goes back to what Lori said, right? Uh-huh. People who wear masks are hiding their trauma. Yes. They're scared. So she understands, too. She, she was a vigilante for a long right, time. Right, right. So I think, you know, and she's lived without the mask like Will Reeves for a long time. There now. you go. Yeah. She took the mask off and, and she's been able to heal. Exactly. She changed. Uh, yes. Later on, we, yeah. Changed a lot. Yeah. People change. Some people change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's great. Speaking of Lori, like something I noticed that like from a few episodes ago that I didn't really talk about that I thought was really interesting is when Lori goes to Jane Crawford's house mm. and she, you know, the Wilson trap door is activated. Like she's talking to Jane Crawford and doesn't even. Real, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but she doesn't even think of Jane as being part of this conspiracy, which is kind of similar to how Lori was kind of ignored mm. by all the, the other superheroes in the book. Yeah. Like she's never really thought of as like a major player in the plot of the story. She also does the exact same thing, like falls into the same trap. Yeah. But for somebody else. Totally. Yeah. Even in uh, Lori's joke, the the joke where the brick joke, the brick joke. Or they like God completely forgot about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. And actually, uh, I had seen that like uh, in that the brick joke, uh, the brick came through God's head. Right. Yeah. And it's similar to the, the squid, the squid fall. raining down from heaven. Exactly. Just, yeah. Yeah. It like the, the squid fall is like something that we could like kind of forget about. It's like, oh, once they explain it, it's like, OK, you know, he's doing it just as we suspected to keep everybody paranoid. Mm. And then we forget about it. But it turns out that if you freeze the squids, they'll fall through someone's head and kill them. Amazing. Yeah, I like that he had designed them to disintegrate because he didn't want casualties and Yeah, there's no damage. point to that. There's yeah. no point to that. Unless he wants it to be damaging. 
Uh, oh, and then how did you, we talk about you can't make an omelet without breaking a couple eggs. Yes. How did Justice or uh, Dr. Manhattan said that to him? And he said that you'll understand it when the time is right. And she's like, and well, she's I, like, don't understand I don't understand it. it. Well, the time's not right. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Must not be the right time. Yeah. So, which also, so I guess we can keep, we'll, we'll keep going. I'll, I'll come back to it because. So then we go to Karnak. We're yeah. back at Karnak and uh, Ozzy has found Archie, mm-hmm. the original Archie. Yes. Which uh, from the graphic novel. Uh, Night Owl and Rorschach go makes to- me wonder how Laurie and Dan got away from Karnak <laughs> back in the day. If if not with Archie, like how did how did they leave? Uh, perhaps I guess Adrian has his own transportation. Adrian or Doctor Manhattan maybe just teleported him. Well, no, because he just left. He he teleports. I don't remember when away. he left. Yeah, it was before they left. Yeah, he were, he watches. He like yeah, he sees them together. And just kind of smiles and then goes talk to Adrian. They must have gotten their own transportation because at that point Archie had crashed. So it was probably, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Not in flying. Ozymandias has to have his own means he's got, of. He's got his means. Going back and forth. Sure. He can teleport Squid to Tulsa, Oklahoma. He could probably figure something out. I would hope so. He's a pretty smart guy. I don't know if we talked about his intelligence, but he's a he's a pretty smart guy. He's in the running for like smartest in the world, I think. He's, he's up there for sure. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, he says that uh, this is Archie. Took a little tinkering, but I got it mm-hmm. working. Which I think is the same thing Dan said. When, it sounds familiar. When when he fixed up Archie when they're preparing to go to Antarctica yeah. in the first place. I yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Adrian says it's been a hoot. Yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but then, yeah, Laurie says... You're under arrest. Yep. And uh, one of the things that I really like about that is is how he thinks she's joking... And being the character who's been joking about everything this whole time, yeah. for once, isn't joking. Sure. Like, this is, it's not a joke, Adrian. Like, you you killed three million people. This is messed up. People. Like, we can't turn yeah. a blind eye to this anymore. Right. You may not really have saved the world after all, because it's not going to end. It's Certainly not, not the good. first time, but uh, the second time, he did save the world, Okay, he probably. did save us from Lady So maybe, maybe time off for good behavior. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. We'll see. Um... I mean, I guess it depends how, how it all I'd love to out. see that courtroom scene. Right. <laughs> uh, perhaps less pigs. So, yeah. Uh, Lori arrests him. He says, you have no proof, but Wade has the disc. Yep. Which is... he. I guess he the... stole it from when he was infiltrating the 7K. Yeah. And uh, he says, what are you going to... I suppose you're going to arrest the president, too. Well, why not? Why not? We'll get James Comey and the world will end. Yeah. <laughs> is what Adrian says. Yeah. Keep, except keep not saying really. that. And then, uh, yeah, looking glass wrenches him and the head knocks him out. Yeah. So how interesting, like in the comic book, the comedian, his big thing was the world's going to end anyway. Like it's no sense being superheroes or anything because eventually the nukes are going to fly and the world's just going to end. It's going to suck. And here, Laurie, in a reversal of that is like, you know, everyone says the world's going to end, but it never really does. Yeah. So, you Nothing know, maybe it's ends. not that big a deal. There um, you go. All this trying to save the world might be the worst thing for it. You know, <laughs> maybe we should all just stop and everything would be better. <laughs> True was trying to save the world. Adrian was trying to save the world. They're just killing people. So yeah, as uh, everyone's leaving, it plays a, uh, Oh, what a beautiful morning. The oh, first song great. from Oklahoma. Is that right? Yeah. I, I So it's like they, they end the show with the beginning of Oklahoma. Oklahoma. It all comes back to Another Oklahoma. framing device. Yeah, there's a lot of framing devices in this show. Stay tuned for our next podcast, Watching Oklahoma. No. 
No? No. I'm vetoing that one. All right. So, yeah. Uh, We see the aftermath of the uh, attack. Yeah. And how about that? Like the mechanical, the centrifuge or whatever, Mm. after after it's crashed on Lady True, looks a lot like a robotic version of the squid. It does look a lot like that. After it crashed in New York. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, And then the Dreamland Theater, we talked about how uh, the only letters left are Dr. Dr. M. M. Which I don't, I still don't know what that means. Uh, so there's a character uh, you might have noticed. If, if Dr. you blink, you might have missed him, but he's blue. Doctor, and he's Man- naked a lot. Uh, Doctor Manhattan. Oh, uh, Doctor Black Manta. <laughs> Doctor Black Manta. Doctor Cal Hatton. Yeah, and then uh, so you see that uh, Beyond is putting in the back of a police car by Pirate Jenny. Yes, and Red Scare. So yeah. it's nice to know that Pirate Jenny's okay. That's true. Yes. And Red Scare. And Red Scare. We don't know about Panda, though. I would have liked for him to take a bite out of his sandwich after he <laughs> puts her in there. And but. then suddenly becomes the next Dr. Manhattan. It's like, I eat sandwich. Oh, my God. What happened? I have I see future now. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, we talked about this already. We're, we're Topher's in the, the the bake cave. Yes. And he sees the costume and. It's it's just a it's an interesting parallel between Topher seeing that costume and then Will Reeves' son seeing him in the costume. Absolutely, yeah. So and it's kind of got a different context too because like here Angela I think is is kind of in a position where she put the costume away, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but Will Reeves it does seem like she's retired the mask. Yeah, he's he's he was still very active For when sure. when Marcus saw it. So she's not going to like start beating him and wiping his face off. With- uh. He didn't start beating him necessarily. No, he kind of grabbed him. And- but June certainly, yeah. Uh, I would just like to see that scene where Topher's dressing as a nun and <laughs> Angela's a little taken aback. Uh, yeah, that's. I think that's it for that scene. Then they drive home. Yes. Back to the A-bar home. So then we've got the uh, watch the eggs situation. So, you know, the we this one's... I, I think pretty self-explanatory, you know, like, doc, we, and we talked about it in the past, Dr. Manhattan said, watch the eggs and Angela starts cleaning up the mess and finds one egg in there. Mm. Um, and so presumably Dr. Manhattan put his powers in that egg and she eats it and she goes out on the pool. Uh, Will Reeves, though, right beforehand, I, he did have an interesting line about considering what he could do. He could have done more. Yeah. Um, you what know, do, what do we think of it? Well, Is I think that there's, true? A, there's a lot to it because like. Everybody likes to uh, think about Dr. Manhattan and be like, well, why couldn't he do this? Why sure. couldn't he do that? And, um, or, you know, if you know that something's going to happen this way, why, why still do it? But um, I, they, they, I feel like people don't really know what Dr. Manhattan can and can't do because mm-hmm. they're, they're not in that position. But it's also kind of almost like an admonishment. Like he's telling Angela – like if she eats the egg and becomes a Dr. Manhattan, there's a lot that she can do to, to help the world that maybe she can do what Dr. Manhattan didn't do for whatever reason. Sure. Uh, and yeah, I mean, the thing is like, you know, you, you ask him why he didn't, why, why he still went through with Vietnam knowing he'd regret it is because like, if you think of the alternative, like what if, so, so then he chooses not to do it, but if he chooses not to do it, that means he won't know how it wound up. He won't know that he'll regret it and he won't have a reason not to do it. So then he would choose to do it. So like almost every example that you could think of in which, you know, 
Dr. Manhattan should have changed his behavior sort of cuts itself off logically and redirects back to what he wound up doing anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it seems like the way it's described is that he's like, yeah, he can see the strings, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that, you know, everything that has to happen still has to happen for him to know these things. Right. Does that make any sense? Wait, what? <laughs> like, like uh, imagine. So you can't see this. You're just a regular uh-huh. human, right? Yeah. So he's basically just a regular human, mm-hmm. but he can see the strings. But that doesn't mean that he can change anything. Right. Exactly. Sense, he's, right? Still, he's still he's still bound to go them. through yeah. the motions. Like, even though he knows mm-hmm. what's going to happen, he doesn't know what's going to happen until he actually experiences it. Right. Yeah. And then he knows what happens. But so that, you know, he's not necessarily... He doesn't know everything, everything. Right. He knows what he, he only knows what will happen. And so uh, I think where a lot of people uh, might get confused is if they're thinking of it like, hey, have you seen the movie Next with Nicolas Cage? No. But we'll, OK. We'll watch so, that. Spoiler next. alert. Not really a spoiler, but in the, this movie, Nicolas Cage can see two minutes into the future, but he can see every possible two minutes based on his own actions. Mm. So he can see like, if I turn left, this will happen. If I turn right, this will happen. And then he can make his decision about what he's actually going to do. Dr. Manhattan cannot see multiple futures. He can only see the one that will actually happen. Mm. And so that's why he can't change it because there's no, if he would make a different choice, then he wouldn't have known to make that choice. Totally. Yeah. It creates a contradiction. Yes. (laughs) A little complicated, but it uh, is. Yeah. But yeah, I think, yeah, once you kind of wrap your head around it, there's there's kind of no escaping that. Uh, now, now, what bugs me is how he knew that. And we talked about this a little bit in our Just the Sip. Like, how, how did he knew, know that he needed to stand on the pool or that Angela would eat the egg? You know, if it's he's almost like he point. was just uh, hoping like he's nudging in that direction. Perhaps. Yeah. Like all he knows is that. He's dying, but he hopes. Maybe, maybe that's true. Yeah. And, and that would definitely sort of add credence to the whole th- notion of him becoming more human. He's hoping for things that he cannot see in the future sure. um, instead of just making them happen. So I'll buy that. Let's put a pin in this. I'll, t- I'll call we're, that my explanation. We're going to we're going to we're going to we're, we're close to the end. Right. And yeah. then we'll go into the mm-hmm. we'll, we'll pick that back up. Sure. Sure. So, yeah, what he could have done, considering what he could do, he could have done more. And the Hood of Justice sleeps for two days. He says he's going to sleep for two days. Superpower. <laughs> yeah. I have that power I too. I would like that power. That sounds great. Uh, and then, yeah, Angel's cleaning up the egg mess. I would have left it for the next morning, personally. I would have just gone to they, bed. What, it is the next morning. So just let the egg sit there and you come. Then they'd be all gross. They'd be harder to clean up. How funny would it they'd be? They'd harden. She goes to sleep and she comes back downstairs and one of the kids is like cooking eggs. Topher has the <laughs> last egg. Eating it. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, Angela's cleaning up the mess and she realizes that one egg is left. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she remembers what Dr. Manhattan said. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, he could. And like not powers. only does she remember, but they show it to us like Spoon feeding us. Like yes. they're definitely telling us that. Yeah, this, this is, is like very a magic important. Egg. Yes. So then she goes out to the pool, eats the egg. Uh, and then the. The season ends with her stepping on the water stepping on the water. And we don't know what mm-hmm. the result of that is, whether yeah. she sank or was. I mean, I think there's really only one strongly one result. Yeah. Obviously, she sank and drowned in, this <laughs> terrible in her own pool. Is that not how you thought it would end? <laughs> uh, yes. No, I, I think all the hints point towards her 
walking on the water and, and having the Dr. Manhattan powers. Mm-hmm. But that just opens up a whole nother. It does. It's like it, it. it's almost like it opens up for a season two. It's open to a season two for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, so that's the end of the series. Potentially. Potentially. Yes. We, we don't. Damon Lindelof uh, has mentioned that if if the show, if they do do a season two, he might not be at the helm. Maybe someone else. Yeah, can I don't really know the, how that would work, you know, yeah. because like I don't want that. Who else is going to really do justice to not only the comic book, but to the first season of the show? Well, we talked about it last episode. I think Chuck Lorre of oh uh, Big Bang Theory has a good understanding of. Do not speak his name. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't. And unless Damon Lindelof is involved. Maybe Michael Bay would do a good job. He would certainly get the explosions correct. The, I don't know if HBO has a budget for Michael Bay. They might not. Uh, what, what are uh, what are the Game of Thrones guys doing now? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, season two is up in the air. There's certainly some untied uh, loose ends yeah. where they could pick up. Lead but man. they could also end it here and it would be overall pretty satisfying. I would be fine if they ended it here. Yeah. I think there's, uh, and I'm, I'm anxious to, to go back and rewatch it from the beginning. Big time. Knowing everything that I know now, because I think there's just a whole lot more to be revealed. So stay tuned as we do rewatching Watchmen, we're going to do every episode individually from the context of knowing what happens at the end. Yes. Uh, hopefully everyone wants to listen to that again. (laughs) Uh, but I will eventually, at some point, be rewatching this because it's just the nature of the show. I think once yeah. you now you can kind of see how all the puzzles now you like together. push it on all your friends. Now you have Doctor Manhattan uh, view, right? Oh, you see how it all right. fits. We can see, yeah, we can see the strings. Yes. Uh, so Pedipedia, there was a a final installment, pretty short one, yeah, short one. I do like how it, it mentions that. Uh, garbage nine inch nine inch nails music that's I love that. rotting people's minds so they talk about how pd is fired yes he's been terminated because he's been uh, mia right yeah uh he refused to come back to washington refused to come back to after washington. this whole debacle um there's a quote uh moving forward i expect to see only the most succinct analysis and most pertinent information in your folders not exhaustive summations of television programs as if they were in any way relevant to anything. Which is funny because it's all very relevant Norse, to like the whole story. Right. Nor schematics or pornographic space age sex toys. <laughs> Understood? So this is the director yeah. uh, sending out a memo to everybody saying PD's been The deputy. Yeah, this go. is the guy who, who yeah. H-A-N-G-I-N-G. <laughs> okay. Which he even writes like the memo is written from the perspective so of like, a you know, an old that dude. Same guy. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. He said that there uh, at Petey's desk, there was a jug of what appears to be some kind of canola oil. Oh. Or perhaps some sort of a lube. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, he, he condemns the Nine Inch Nails album, The Manhattan Project. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, he, he also, uh, they, they give him a Wortham Spectrum evaluation mm. uh, as a vigilante obsessive. Vigilante obsessive. Yes. Uh, and possibly pursuing vigilantism. So I think the... In case uh, you had any questions about Lube Man, I think PD is Lube Man. It's pretty evident that PD is Lube Man. Yeah. So stay tuned for uh, season two of Watchmen starring and Lube the, Man. And the spinoff. Lube Man Lube and Man. Newsman. Yeah. The, the Crime Busters. 
Oh, man. So that's it. That's the end. Yep. So what are your overall thoughts on the show? Uh, overall thoughts? I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm going to miss it immensely. Mm-hmm. Um, One thing that uh, kind of struck me is... Uh, in contrast to the ending of the comic book, the ending of the show is surprisingly uplifting. Yeah, very optimistic. Kind of a happy ending, uh, which maybe is an intentional inversion. Like this whole show has been sort of the reversal of the storytelling of, of the, the comic book. So maybe the downer ending where the villain wins in the comic book is reversed by the, the heroes winning in in the show. Yeah, no, which, I think that's I a good know. analysis. But yeah, I think my biggest complaint probably is that lady true's plan was really just the same as the seven K's plan. Just like, I'm going to steal Dr. Manhattan from them. Yeah. She was using them as just a pawn. Uh, I think, yeah. What did she say? That that was the only way that Dr. Manhattan wouldn't see it coming. She basically used them as a, Oh, did she say that? I, I think she that said, I think she said that at some point. Yeah. But, but I mean, she, he would still kind of see it. Coming, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure how that tracks, but that was her reasoning anyway. Uh, unanswered questions. So one thing that I'm a little less than satisfied with yeah. is Will Reeves. Uh-huh. They kind of set him up to have some sort of superhuman abilities almost. Maybe. We, we've talked about this mm-hmm. where, yes, there have been cases of uh, people being able to withstand boiling yeah. water. Well, And I think especially considering, you know, the historical um, information that feeds into the show like Tulsa 21 and Lady True and um, all that stuff. Why not use this also historical account of a a slave who could reach into boiling water without being harmed and just give that to Will Reeves. Like he's an old man who survived, you know, racial oppression his whole life. And now he's just, he reaches into boiling water and he sure. eats eggs. I just wish it would have been maybe developed a little bit more. We just see maybe it kind it was of in just passing. to kind of be like a give me some exposition. Give you some mystique about him. Yeah, he's certainly got some mystique. <laughs> um, maybe that's something Lou Gossett Jr. can do, and he's just like, "Hey, Damon, look at this," and just like reached into <laughs> some hot water. And he's like, "Hey, we could use that on the show." <laughs> uh, I'm gonna stick to that. That's canon now. <laughs> um, the elephant. Lady True's elephant. Uh, I I like the elephant. I think I don't know that I care. Yeah, that was just something. Uh, some people were complaining <laughs> that the elephant maybe didn't get explained, but you know what? I never think forget. You can and we're dealing with come up with memories. your own explanation. Like the the way I see it is um, to filter the this this chemical these memories out of somebody. You probably need it might take like a large animal's biological processes to sort of work as a filtration system. Makes sense. And then maybe it's a way to store the memories so that Lady True can access them later. And also uh, similar to Ozymandias and his less than ethical treatment of his you know servants and stuff. Yeah. This is maybe Lady True's version of a less than ethical treatment of this animal by forcing it to sort of suffer through the trauma of who knows how many people as it experiences the memories as it's flushed through them. So it's kind of, uh, you know, showing her, her sort of dark side as well. Yikes. Um, so she's, she's basically got using this elephant to hold on to all this information, the suffering, this trauma that she's forcing it to, to undergo so that she can just use it for whatever she wants, her nefarious purposes. Oh my seems like a monster that's the way i i uh see the elephant i Mm. I, so i i really liked it i thought it was uh, a surprise a neat touch and like it kind of makes a lot of sense with the themes of the show i think 
Yeah, I think that fits. Reminds me of The Giver, which I mentioned in a previous episode. We did talk about that, yeah. yep. Uh, did you have any unanswered questions that you were... Um, yeah, uh... The, there's the obvious ones like Lube Man and well, which kind of does Lube get answered. Man, I feel like they kind of yeah with with the PDPD uh, they I kind of Topher was kind of there. There's a lot of things about Topher mm. and what he's going to inherit, and you know where his story is going to go. Like he, I feel like they built Topher in a way, especially early in the show, to wind up not um, finishing his his story like it. I feel like we're witnessing Topher's origin story. Yeah, I agree. And not any fulfillment to it that. It does feel so, like an origin story. So maybe maybe in a season two or something, the, they'll do something with that, but who knows? Yeah, yeah, maybe that's just like a little seed that they plant for... Yeah, like maybe season two is like 10 years later and Topher, like his, his mom has gone off and been Dr. Dr. Man Angela, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Man Abar. And now he's Mr. Knight. Uh, or, or, yeah, or he's doing some superhero-y shit because he wants to figure out what happened or I don't know. Who knows? Uh, they could go a lot of different angles with it, obviously, because this show went some crazy directions that we didn't expect. So. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? Um, As far as loose ends? Yeah. Uh, Not really. I think I would have liked to see more uh, Judd Crawford flashbacks. Yeah. Because in the comic, we see a lot of the comedian after he's dead and we see how his life and relationships were uh, affected the people around him in a lot of ways. Uh, Kind of all the characters are sort of tied to the comedian in some way in that book. And we don't really get that with Judd. We get, you know, Angela has a connection with Judd and that's really kind of about it. You know, as far as the main characters of the show that aren't besides the villains. So I kind of wish that Judd Crawford was more important than he wound up being, you know? Yeah. Some more backstory on Judd. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's just like, you know, that's like on my Christmas list. Like if if it was like uh, just if we had all the money and all the storytelling capacity in the world, we could we could do something like that. But Um, overall some closing thoughts. So Angela, so the big question is whether or not she's got Dr. Manhattan powers, Mm -hmm. but what we're not talking about is that Dr. Manhattan didn't necessarily want these powers, right? It was almost like a curse, Mm -hmm. you know? So why would he wish that on anyone? Well, uh, he does say he would never give it to somebody without their consent. Sure. Um, And he does, he tells Angela like he's like when he gives her the ring to put in his forehead, mm. he says he leaves it entirely in her hands. Mm. He leaves the egg for her with the hint to, you know, tells her to watch the egg. Presumably he's dead at that point. So he can't see that point in the future. He doesn't know what she's going to choose, but yeah. he's giving her the choice. Leaves it entirely in her hands. So yeah. there is no determinism to it. He's not saying that you will become a God because he's not seen that. Certainly not. He's giving her the, the free, completely free choice to become a God herself if she wants to. And she chooses to do so because she eats the egg. She so. eats the egg. She wants it. So regardless of whether or not it happens, she did choose it. She consented, right? Because she she knew that that was she knew the consequences and she chose what she was going to choose. Do we think that uh, Doctor Manhattan powers are all or nothing? Do you think that there's like you can have some powers without the you know what I mean like the the good without the bad? I guess I think it has to be all all or nothing. Or nothing. Yeah. Um. I because I don't I don't think his powers are separate. I think they're all properties of whatever he became when the intrinsic field separator happened. Yeah. Uh, 
And so that, that those are just the properties you get when you're Manhattanized. Mm. And so I think that, yeah, when she eats the egg, she's just going to become entirely like that. Not, not necessarily glow blue because I think the glowing blue and, and that his appearance was a choice on his part. Sure. But they all, everybody in the show seems to think that, that blue is like, yeah, that's it. You had to be blue. Right. You Just blue. But the only example they have sure, is, exactly. is Dr. Manhattan. Uh, I would like to point out that in all the promo material, Angela is bathed in is blue bathed light. Bathed in blue light. That's yes. very true. Which could be a hint about Cal because she's surrounded by could Dr. Manhattan. That, but it could also be that, it could yeah, also be that yeah, she'll become Dr. Yeah. Manhattan, right? Totally. And I love that. <laughs> sort of hidden in plain sight. I think that's really it's all your closing thoughts pretty much it what do you got anything um I don't think so uh it's a great show I I'm really I really don't know if I want to see more of it you know I agree I like I, I would be completely fine if this was mm-hmm. it like it's sort of like um sort, sort of like uh like like Doomsday Clock the comic series like I'm not sure if I like the idea of a Watchmen TV show going into it but now that I've seen it I'm like, okay, I'm a fan of it. I haven't read Doomsday Clock. I'm not really a fan of the idea of Doomsday Clock, but I haven't read it. So maybe I should read it and maybe, I don't know, who knows? Maybe I'll like it. Sure. That's kind of my attitude. I mean, that's like Damon Lindelof, like we talked about, he's, for him to do it, he's got to have first the right idea. Mm -hmm. And then also it's got to be like, there's got to be a reason for him to do it. Yeah. And I agree with that. So don't don't do it just for the sake of doing it. I yes, guess. Ex- exactly. Because that can just cheapen a show that's this dense and has such strong themes and a complex yeah. story. That takes a lot of work. It takes a lot out of you to create a for story sure. like that. So and this tied in so well. The more the you original. the more you try to milk it, the cheaper it's going to get. So yeah, I mean that's I think that's inevitable. I I I think that this was a great follow up. Something that. A lot of people said couldn't be done, mm-hmm. but I think he did a, a I would good have been job one of them, yeah. Yeah, capturing. And in a in sort of a meta sense, I kind of like how uh, the show's all about legacy, and the show itself is a legacy of the comic book. Mm. Like it's, you know, the comic book created this, this, this historical sort of mark on literature and whatnot, and out of that, somebody created this TV show, and the Zack Snyder movie is kind of the same way. It's part of the legacy of the book. So why not embrace that theme of legacy? I thought that's kind of cool. Do you think that uh, HBO could approach Alan Moore and have him write I, season two? No, <laughs> I think Alan Moore would not have anything no to do way. with it. Yeah, yeah it's kind of. A joke. He would probably like do some magic and put a curse on put them cur- if they. I think it's try. already. Yeah, the, the curse already exists. Yeah. If I had to guess, it's only getting stronger. Uh-huh. Um. So that's that's it. That's that's the watching Watchmen. Yeah, we so, watched it. This has been watching Watchmen. Like I think all our podcasts from this moment, from, from when you hear the chime watching Watchmen will be over and it'll just be whatever else we do next. So, boom. so this isn't the end. We're going to do some more podcasts. I, we could, we nothing ever could. ends, Jim. Nothing ever ends. Uh, what would we do if we did another podcast? Well, I think the most logical thing to do next, because I want to, and I, and I hope that, some of our drinking buddies will come along with us on this journey is to read the original graphic novel, the 12 mm. issues and do a 12 part podcast series uh, following each issue mm. and discussing it sort of book club style. I've already read it, but I'm, I'm open to reading it again. I am too. And dissecting it. And if you, 
have watched the show and you haven't read the comic, I think this might be a good opportunity to like jump in and, and like hear what our rambling thoughts are on it and, mm. and read the book uh, with, alongside some people who are, you know, you can kind of use that to encourage you to continue reading it or whatever. If you have read it and want to sort of ant- hear our analysis in the context of having watched the show, uh, that's, I think that's what we're going to do is, is read it and sort of re- uh, reflect on it as pertains to the recent HBO TV show. Yeah. So. Yeah. Read it, uh, dissect it. And then any tie-ins to the show, I think we would definitely highlight that as well. Yeah. So if, if you're listening to us now, you've listened to us for all the, these 18 episodes of this podcast that we've done so far, then maybe you'd be interested in following us along for 12 more as we do the comic book series. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, uh, we have some other ideas too. Uh, I mean, uh, so Westworld, I'm a big fan of that. Once yes. that resumes, uh, mm-hmm. I think we were both on board with doing a Westworld podcast. Totally. Um, and then other, you know, any you listeners at home, if you have any shows that you think would be a good fit for us, send it in. Yeah. Hit us up on email. The um, one drink in at gmail.com. I think uh, this weekend or so we will put up a poll on Twitter mm. Uh, that's at HBO Watchmen uh, on Twitter and uh, just with some ideas uh, so we can get some feedback from you guys about what you'd like us to cover. Um, and we'll, we'll throw a few options in there of things that we like and what we, we think we'd like to cover and what we think the audience might like as well. So we've talked about uh, the Kubrick podcast. I yes. thought of a great name. What would that be? Keeping up with Kubrick. Oh, I like it. Uh we were Venture Brothers. That's another show we like to yes, watch. We're if anybody's a Venture Brothers fan. Big nerds of the Venture Brothers. It's very dense as well. A lot it's very like Watchmen. Dense. A lot to unpack. And yeah, there. lots. Uh, it's silly. It's crass, and it's beautiful. And there's a there's a lot to it. So we would have a lot of fun doing that. Um, if you'd be interested in following us, certainly that. Uh, Rick and Morty is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix is coming out with a new series based on The Witcher. The Witcher, which yeah. looks cool to us, and so we might do that. Um, if you guys are interested. So yeah, we'll, we'll put some options up online and let us know what you guys think. And we can't promise you we'll go with the winner, but we'll at least take it into account. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll see you guys on the other side of whatever comes next, which for now is the graphic novel. So that is a definite uh, yeah, next step graphic novel. And then uh, it'll be reading Watchmen, I guess. Reading, watching, reading, watching. <laughs> <laughs> Having watched now reading Watchmen. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been a fun journey. Absolutely. It's been a great show. It's and, been uh, super cool. I appreciate uh, hearing from you guys every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, it's been a good experience. Totally appreciate that. Let's, uh, this isn't the end. Nothing ever ends. Nothing ever ends. Uh, until the next podcast. I love you.